Hello and welcome to Freedom Through Truth, a broadcast outreach of Ministries of Wayne Weaver, bringing the freedom of God through the truth of God's Word. Let's tune in to today's message. It costs. You can just not naturally eat off of that tree. You have to become a spiritual man to eat of that tree. Now, within ourselves is these two trees. It's found there in in Romans chapter 7. Relationship is knowing, fellowship, attachment, participation, receiving, and giving. That's what it means. You see, when we eat off the tree of life, we establish a relationship with him. And that relationship is this one, that when I fail, he is there. He picks me up. But off the tree of the knowledge, if I fail, I lay there. And I like to hit myself. I like others to hit me yet, to make me feel really rotten and really bad. So that the punishment that I take, I can walk away from, at least I paid for it. That's the tree of knowledge. The relationship, the tree of life is one of relationship. It is one that not all the time, not not everything goes so well all the time. It's not where a man is always walking way up there. It's a place where man and woman make failures. But it's the place where God picks you up because you have nobody else to pick you up. You can't pick yourself up. It's a place of surrender. It's a place of walking. And then God instills his life even further. Every time he takes his hand upon you and pulls you up, you have more life. But if you're one of these, I can do it and I will. And I'm going to show them. I tell you what, my friend, you're going to go right down into a spiral and you're going to lose. And for this, so many people, they wrestle with the tree of knowledge and then the tree of life. And one time we eat a little bit of a bite of life, and then we take a life, um, and it's, that's what the Bible says. If you walk in the Spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walking in the Spirit is eating of the tree of life. It is on the floor. It is on your face. It is not being a strong, mighty man. No, it's not. Only if God holds you that way. But it's a surrendered life. It's a relationship life. It's something that God knows you very well. He knows you because he's helped you up many times. And he will continue to do that until you're gone. That's the tree of life life. Many people think that's not life. That's your life. You know the other life? Is you're going to brace yourself up and you're going to try harder and you're going to try harder and you'll be a failure. Which one is life? Tell me. We want the the perfect life. That's what he's working on. He'll perfect us in that. It's the difference. Understanding and walking in this life. You hear many comments that people make. And you say, oh, wow. She didn't know what she said there. He didn't know what he said there. Oh. This is why some people have accused me already in the past. You can see right through people. I can't see through people, but I can hear what you're saying. And I know, the, I know the source of what people talk out of. I used to say this, that when I see a preacher that preaches with his fist, we need to serve God. This man's ability trying to do it. We have no fist in our life. 
Our lives are surrendered in the presence of God. We live the surrendered life because it's the tree of life. It's the way it works. What I'm trying to tell you, my friend, is it's the way it works. Now, some, some of you might say like this, well, is there ever a place where I can come off where I am? Because I make a lot of mistakes. I make a lot of failures. That's right. There is a place. You know what it's called? Heaven. I know of about two people that got there because they lived so perfect without dying. His name is Enoch and his name is Elijah. The rest, as far as I know, all had to die because they never came to that point. Once you come to that point where you make no more failures, where you are completely perfect, God will then, okay, just come then. I can see that. Do we give, a, do, do we give ourselves license to be failures? No. We never do that, and you don't either. That's the good thing. There's How many times have I told people as they were uh, dealing with issues in their life, and they said, you know, I just, I just had a failure in my life. I just made a real bad boo-boo in my life, and I feel so bad about it. I feel so sorry about it. I'm not sure what to do. I said, well, what do you want? Well, uh, I want to come to a place where I don't do this again. I said, do you want to do it? No. Well, that tells me you're on the other side of the fence. You see, when you, when you trust, when you say like this, no, I want to do it, then you're on the wrong side of the fence. That tells me your desire is to do right. Your desire is to do good. It tells, gives me a lot of courage. When I see in my life that I commit a sin or do something and I justify it, that's where there is a problem. The tree of life is so full of life, there's always a division and enmity between you and the other one. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 11. Here it is. Let us labor, therefore. If you want to work, here it is. Work, labor, to enter into that rest, lest any man should fall short of the example of unbelievers. 12. And here is the key that many people just don't quite understand by way of experience. For the word of God is quick, it is powerful, it is sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and, the joints and, and of the joints and maron is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. God says like this here in, in Hebrews. It says that, I have people asking me this. How do I know whether I'm walking in the spiritual or whether I'm walking carnal? It's based on right here. This is where it happens. How many times have you and I come to the word of God and we come to a place or perhaps a conviction or something in our, in our life that was a deep conviction and we said, no, that was the carnal man turning away from it. Or we said, yes, I surrender. At that point of surrender is when the knife of God cuts you right down through the heart, and that's where the spiritual man comes out of. That's exactly how it works. How do I know when I'm spiritual? It's the word of God that makes you spiritual. It's the cutting, the two-edged sword, and that's the two-edged sword that was in the Garden of Eden after the aid of the Tree of Knowledge, stood there protected with the cherubims. Cherubims were standing on the east side of the garden and protected the way of the tree of life. So nobody could have free access to it and just go get it because of sin. Because there had to be a substitutionary sacrifice first, which was Jesus Christ on the cross. And it's now through that cross that we can have access. How is it done? What is Jesus? He is the Word. The Bible says He is the way, truth, and life, and He is the Word of life. He is the Word. And that Word is the two-edged sword. So when that two-edged sword pierces you, at a time you don't really, I don't want to, 
I don't want to give up. I, I, I want my way in this. I'm going to show God that I can. No, I cannot. I surrender to God because I can't. It's that surrender. It's where the knife just cuts you. That's the spiritual man. And then that man alone can be empowered by the Holy Spirit. The spiritual man is not this one. It's this one. Not by actions the way I'm doing it, but by experience. It's the man that says, God, you're right. God, I'm weak. And in my weaknesses, see, I see this. Paul said that I delight to be weak. I love to be weak because when I'm weak, God does things. And I can't go like this, that it was me. Other things that I think maybe it was me that did it, I really did this, I really said that. No, I really did that. How many times have you walked away from something and you said, huh, that was me? My friend, you're a carnal man. The Bible says I can do nothing outside God. Jesus said he found that in his life. He couldn't do a thing outside God. And if Jesus couldn't, how less can we? We only do everything through the strength that God gives us. And so we contribute everything to his strength. All the things that I do and all the things I have done is by his strength. All the things you can do and have done is by his strength. And we need to regard it as that, lest it be taken away from us. Amen? The spiritual man will be the man that will allow the cutting knife of God. Oh, God, I'm wrong. God, I repent. God, I'm sorry. Lord, help me. Help me, Lord. Help me. I'm undone. It's not, okay, I'm going to show them. No, that's the carnal man. And if you walk that way, you're going to have a lot of lusts. Another thing the Bible says, if you walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So if you're fulfilling the lust of the flesh, you know you're not walking in the spirit. Then you're doing something wrong. You know what that is? You are not coming to the tree of life and eating of it by way of the cross. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. You know that before I come to this pulpit this morning, I was on my face. I, know, I, I normally don't let you in on some of this, but when Kevin put this on me, I said, don't you have anything you want to preach? I am so empty. I have so nothing. I, have, I am so inside out. It just seems that there's nothing, nothing, nothing. And I travailed and travailed and travailed and travailed. And it just seemed that it was just locked up. There was just nothing, nothing, nothing. A little bit like Steve, I believe, experienced it last Sunday. You know what Paul said? When I see that nothing, then he says, then I take courage. He said, because when I'm weak, then he has to stand in my place. And that's the life that we desire. But when we walk in it, it seems so, it seems so difficult. This is where faith comes. And so we open our mouth, and then he'll fill it. We go forward, and then he'll step ahead of us. We will surrender, and he'll pick us up. We will sin, and he will forgive us. We get hurt, and he will heal us. All this is in the tree of life, not in the tree of knowledge. And in the, in the day that we live in today, we have all kinds of ideas how we can heal somebody within the inner spiritual man, the inner, inner healing and all that. You need to do all this in 10 steps, 25 steps. When, when Jesus comes on, this, on the scene, you just touch his garment, you're healed. And he still does that today.
couple more things, and I want to stop, and we want to pray for those that need healed. Genesis, chapter 3, verse 24. So he drove out the man, and he placed him in the east of the garden of Eden. Cherubims and a flaming sword, which turned every way to him to keep the way of the tree of life. Galatians chapter 4, verse 29. But as then he that was born after the flesh persecuted him that is born after the spirit. Have you ever noticed that? People that are spiritual, the spiritual minded, if I can say it this way, Norma, the spiritual minded, those that walk in the spirit are always the one that are accused. They're always the one that are pushed. They're always the one that are faults found in them. And many times they have faults. That's fine. That's one way that God perfects us. He shows us our faults. And sometimes he shows us our faults through our enemies. Because he wants to see us how we respond. You see, God is not concerned of who it comes through. He's just concerned that it changes a person. And when you're a spiritual man, the enemy can accuse you. It will not hurt you. Look at Jesus when Peter said, Jesus, you don't have to go to the cross. Jesus said, Satan, get behind me. Jesus didn't curl up and say that, oh my, now I'm so discouraged. Somebody discouraged me from going further. No, he did not do that. That's the protection that we find in the cross. The spiritual man is completely protected because you know what he does when he gets wounded? He falls on his face and then he is healed. He says, God, I, this hurts so bad. And God says, well, by the time you're going to get up, it's not going to hurt anymore because you'll give your life as a sacrifice. We give our lives to be hurt if that's what it is. In Iran and some of those places in Pakistan, we don't know what hurt is. It might be them coming in through the doors and throwing us in prison away from our, our children and wives. And we might be in there as some of them are right as I speak. They're in prisons. Perhaps some of them will even hear this very message. Thank you for listening to today's program. We hope you were blessed. This program is made possible by the generous donations of our listeners. Check out our website and get our weekly word e-letter by signing up at www.ministriesofwayneweaver.com. Until next time, God bless.